name. Amen. Uh, 1 John chapter number 4, verse number 7, and um, I read through verse number 19, um, many of the verses I read last week, and we'll, we'll continue here. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him, and he in us because he hath given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Notice verse number 19. We love him because he first loved us. And so um, I'm going to start in verse number 7, but I'd like to comment starting in verse number 19. Christians should be the first to love. Yes. Christians should be the first to be filled with love and, and to love everyone. And we're encouraged by God to love our enemies. And that's not an easy thing to do, but let me paint a picture for you. Where were you when Jesus saved you? You may have been on a church pew. You may have been a little boy or a little girl. You may have been a heathen in a bar. You may have been in a crack house or in the jail cell. But, but, but may I say this, the Bible says no matter where you were, no matter, no matter where I was, we were the enemies of God. Yes. And he sent his son to die to save us from hell. His actions proved he loved us. Amen. And he loved us when we did not love him. When we did not know him nor know about him. That's right. People who curse God, who mock God, who reject God, who hate God, who deny God. The Lord Jesus Christ loved them. Yay. He died. Yes, the Bible said that God, he, he is angry with the wicked every day. Yep. But he still loved them Amen. in his deed. Amen. He loved them. And, and, and he did not deal with them. In anger, he dealt toward them in love. And, and this shows you and I that, that Christians should be the first to love. But you know what often happens, and this, may this bring shame to our heart. Do you know how quickly God's people can become divided? Do you know how quickly God's people can become full of hate, strife, envy, Bitter envying, jealousy. Do you know how quick it can happen? But that is not what God wants. And, and may I say this, the Bible's clear. He is no respecter of persons. It's, it's not okay for me to do it even if I was done wrong. It's not okay for you to do it. You see, you and I are still held accountable to God 
to do right no matter what. This verse teaches us we should be the first. Love should naturally flow. Naturally flow. It, it, it should. And as we read these verses, we go through them. The Bible actually tells us as a born-again believer, hate should be non-existent in us. Now, in our flesh, that it dwelleth no good thing, but it should not reign in our heart. It should not reign in our life. And, and may I say ever so clearly, be not deceived. God has not given me nor you any special permission to operate differently. Amen. There is no Amen. but. Notice with me chapter 3, verse 23, and then we will pick up in verse 7 of chapter 4. Chapter 3, verse 23. And this is his commandment. Do you notice that word is? That means this was his commandment yesterday, this is his commandment today, and this will be his commandment tomorrow. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And this is his commandment. Do you notice it didn't say commandments? Commandment. Commandment. Interesting. That we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another. But it didn't stop there. Notice the rest of the words. As he gave us commandment. What does that mean? My love for you. Your love toward me or our love toward each other is not supposed to be my way. It's not supposed to be your way. It's not supposed to be my personality. It's not supposed to be your personality. It is supposed to be his commandment. As he wrote it in the word of God, that is how we are to be. And, and, and if, if we are done wrong, the moment we op operate opposing to this, we also become wrong. Yep. And what John will write here in verse number seven, we'll pick up. Beloved. Who is he talking to? The born again ones. The little dear ones that he's been writing to. The children of God. The church. The flock of God. Beloved, let us love one another. As I brought out last week, and some I'll repeat myself, but I'm carrying into the next verses. Beloved, let us love one another. This word let is a command. It means to give liberty unto. So this is saying, let us give liberty unto the fact that God commanded us to love one another. Amen. Beloved, let us one love one another. But notice this, why? For. You know, sometimes that word for, and in this context, it can mean because. We are to love one another for love is of God. So if you and I are of God, and if we're trying to be a Christian and trying to walk with God and to do things God's way and to do his will according to his word, this here is plain. Let us love one another for love is of God. God is good. God is holy. God is merciful. God is kind. God is full of peace. He's also full of judgment. He, he's, he, he, he brings down wrath on sin. But you know, you know what else he is? He's love. Yep. And, 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 yeah. he, and, and he forms love. Yes. He is love. Yeah. Without him, there would be no love. That's right. Amen. And so, beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. Notice the rest of the verse. And everyone. You know another word for everyone? All. Amen. Or whosoever. 
And sometimes the Bible uses the word all. Sometimes it uses everyone. Sometimes it uses whosoever. But here it's very clear. Everyone. Everyone. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. And, and so this love, love is an action. That's how we know of God's love. If I was to ask you tonight, well, how do you know God loves you? Well, he gave us his word. That's an action. He, he sent his word to us over thousands of years. That's an action. He, he sent his son to die on the cross for us. That's an action. He preserved his word. That's an action. Everything that God has done has been an action that shows us he loves us Amen. and he cares about Amen. us. And it said here, everyone that loveth. So this love that flows out of your life and out of my life, it is to be a continual thing. It's to be yesterday. It's to be today. It's to be tomorrow. It's to be a consistent thing. It's the only way we are supposed to be. And to be clear, if we're not operating that way, it means we need to repent and make it right. Not continue in opposition. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God. But notice these next words. And knoweth God. Now, now John 17, 3. I love this Bible verse. And this is life eternal. This is Jesus Christ talking. Now, y'all do understand with me, Jesus Christ is the author of eternal life. He is the one who decides who is saved. He is the one who decides who is not saved. My opinion, if it's contrary, doesn't matter. He's the Lord. He said in Revelation 1.18 that he has the key of hell and of death. He is the one who decides who is saved. And this is what it said. It said, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. John 17, 3. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. So my friend, if, if, if there's a believer and they say, well, I just struggle to love the people of God. Well, there's a big problem. Amen? Yeah, because the book of Romans chapter 5 said that when we put faith in Christ, what happened? The love of God was shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. Shed abroad. This is no small thing. This is a mass distribution of God's love being put into your heart and mine. And it's something that nobody can create except the Holy Ghost. Because who is love? God is love. And if God is in your heart, if God is in my heart, then there is going to be love in our heart. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. So, so Jesus said to be saved is to know him. And he said right here in this verse that those who, who have this type of love are the ones who know him. But notice the next verse. He that loveth not knoweth not God. Yep. For God is love. Now we're getting very, 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 very technical. Now we're getting very, because, because if there's somebody who loveth not, then, then there, is, there is one of two problems. They are either not saved, or they were saved, and they are in complete rebellion to God, and on dangerous ground, and in sin. And, and so this right here tells us that the person who loveth not, knoweth not God. Now this puts things in a different context when we have hate 
towards our brother. So, so when you go to a church and it's full of strife, or when you go to people and there's a bunch of strife, well, well, is that the Holy Ghost? No, it's not. We are to love one another. Now let us continue. In this was manifested, verse number nine, in this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. This word manifested, it just means to be made known unto. So God made his love known unto us because he sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. I fear tonight, my friends, that Americans are spoiled. And I am one. And I fear tonight that we have been so blessed and so uh, accustomed to knowing the word of God that we almost feel like, like we're entitled to what Jesus did for us. My friend, Jesus did not have to do for us what he did. And, but because of that spoiled mentality, people, they, they treat Jesus like, like a good luck charm. Or like Brother Samuel Garrett told me that his daddy said. If y'all didn't know Bob Garrett, I'm going to tell you, he was a mighty man of God. Amen. And Brother Bob Garrett, he told his son, he said, he said, the problem with Americans, they are Americans. He said, the problem with the Americans is that they want to say, I love Jesus. And they want to live complete opposite to the word of God. They want the world. They want the flesh. They want all the ways of their self. We can't have that. And right here, the love of God is manifested. But do you know often when we talk about the love of God, we'll just quote John 3.16 as fast as we can. We'll fly through it. We don't meditate on it. When's the last time the love of God brought a tear to our eyes? When's the last time that we were humbled at the feet of the Son of God? Because the King of Heaven died to save us from hell. Amen. My friend, think about that. Have you ever been around a military general or a VIP or a congressman or, or the president? Do you know the entourage that they travel with? They would never give us the time of day. But the King of all of Heaven died for us. He allowed Roman guards to nail his holy hands and his holy feet to a wooden cross. He allowed it. Yes, he could have called those legions of angels, but he allowed it to happen. And still, because of how blessed we are, it's a message that will barely touch many hearts. And this was manifested the love of God toward us. God's intention here was to show that he loved us. What did he get out of it? Brother James Jones, he said, my sin in exchange for his righteousness, what a swap. It was all good for us, but what did he get? He got rags, we got riches. He got nailed to a cross, we escape hell. Hell. Yes. He got beaten and ripped apart, and they mocked him, and they spit 
on him. That Jesus that we say we love, they mocked his royal blood, my friend. And this manifested his love to you and me. And he cared. Make no qualms about it. I am in love with that girl right back there, Mary. And if somebody ever hurts her, I will hunt them to their grave. Amen. I am in love with her. And as much as I love her, I could never manifest to her how God manifested his love. Yes. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. You know what God's love did? The Bible says in the book of Psalms, God is angry with the wicked every day. So you know what he did because he was angry at us? He sent his son to die for us to be the propitiation. You know what that word propitiation means? It means to appease. God was angry because we're sinners, so he sent away to appease himself. Yes, sir. His holy, Amen. precious, undefiled son, Amen. the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Not that, not that we loved him, but he loved us. Amen. Verse number 11, beloved. Here we are again to the, to the saved people, beloved. To the born again ones. To the redeemed. Oh, don't you love that word redeemed? You study that word, don't study it at night because you won't be able to sleep. That word redeemed, it carries with it the meaning of being purchased off of the slave market of sin. Yes. That is what he did for us. Yes. Beloved, if God so loved us, notice these words, we ought also to love one another. If God loved us like this, then we ought to love one another like this. Notice that word, ought. Ought. The word of God right here in the most gentlest way possible is telling me and you what we should do. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us and his love is perfected in us. You see, God is love. A house divided, Mark chapter 3, a house divided against itself falleth. And a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. If the Holy Ghost is in your heart and the Holy Ghost is in my heart, do you know what should happen? I believe it was the Apostle Peter who said to have fervent charity. Fervent charity. One to another. But when we operate differently, we're operating against God. Yep, amen. We're operating against his word. We're operating against his love. Amen. You know, you know what will make strife to cease, contentions to cease, the fire of indignation to cease, gossip and backbiting to cease. You know what will make it cease? Love. Yeah. Love. Hey. 
You know what the Bible said? Love shall cover the multitude of sins. Yes, sir. Amen. Love. Verse number 13, hereby know we that we dwell in him. One of the, me, one of the purposes of the book of 1 John is for assurance. 1 John 5, 13, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that ye may know that ye have eternal life. What are those things that are written that we can know? Well, this is one of them. And it tells us right here, my friend, do you want to know if you're saved? Here's one of the ways you can know it. Hereby know we. What's hereby? It's like saying, what's the wherefore therefore? Well, let's back up and read the first verse before it. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwell if we love one another, God dwelleth in us. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us. Yes, sir. And his love is perfected in us hereby. Because of this, through this way, hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he hath given us of his spirit. You see that love, that's a fruit of the spirit. It's a fruit of the spirit. And, and so it's going gonna, it's gonna to naturally be there. It's going to naturally be there. If you, if you fight and fight and fight against the Holy Ghost, that love is going to convict you and it's going to be wanting to pop up and your flesh is going to have to fight against it. If that love isn't naturally there, if it's not there, my friend, it's because the Holy Ghost is not there. That's why the Bible said, hereby we know. Romans 5, 5, the love of God was shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Romans 8, and if you have not the Spirit of God, ye are none of his. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he hath given us of his spirit. I think of this spirit, first of all, it's his spirit. Yep. It's his spirit. So this is the spirit of which God has. You know, I, I hear people talk about, oh, I love that preacher spirit. I love that brother spirit. I love that sister spirit because they have a sweet spirit, a good spirit. Or, but, but, but my friend, this is telling us about Jesus' spirit. Yes. This is how Jesus always is. Amen. Amen. And that's how we're to be. So it's his spirit. But then I say this, not only is it his spirit, it's holy. Amen. It's holy spirit. That means any other spirit is not holy. Amen. And then, and then, and then, and we know that because the Bible says the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the spirit is, and the Bible tells us. And then may I say this, this teaches us the heart of the spirit. What is the heart of the Holy Ghost? What is the heart of the Son of God? That we love one another. Let's look up here and I'll be done in a few minutes. Verse number 14. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. I'll probably get into this next week, expounding this verse more, but he's simply saying here, hey, we saw it. He's saying, I saw this. Amen. I saw this. And we have seen. Look back in chapter 1, in verse number 1. He wasn't lying. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes. 
And we have seen and do, and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God dwelleth in him and he in God. So being saved is, is simple. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yep. Somebody will say, well, what does it mean to be saved? I always tell them it means four things. They all come together. First, you've got to realize you're a sinner. If you don't realize you're a sinner, you won't realize you're under God's condemnation and need forgiveness. Yep. Secondly, you have to recognize only Jesus Christ can save. Yep. Only yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. No other way. No other way. Not, not religion, not preachers, not baptism, not, not even a prayer can save you. Only Jesus. Yep. To realize you're a sinner, recognize that only Jesus can save, then to repent. You said, what does it mean to repent? Well, let me explain it like this. When I, before I got saved, I'd sit on the back pew, and the preacher would give the invitation, and the Holy Spirit would knock on my heart, and he'd tell me, Josh, you need to come get saved. And I'd tell him in my heart, no. That means I didn't repent. That means I didn't repent. The word repent, 1 Thessalonians 1, 9, how that they turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. Yep. And the fourth thing, to receive Jesus Christ by faith. You can pray. The, the eunuch in Acts chapter 8, he didn't even pray. He said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Yes. He believed on him. Amen. That's Amen. what saves. My friend, is your profession real? I'm not here to make you doubt. I think doubt is of the devil. The devil's the one that casts doubt through the word of God. I'm asking you in sincerity, are you born again? Are you born again? When you got saved, did the love of God hit your heart? Because the Bible said, by, hereby we know. If you say, I, I've never experienced love in my heart. I've never experienced the love of the brethren. My friend, then you're telling me you never experienced the Holy Ghost. Yep. Because the fruit of the Spirit is love. Right. You know, you know I, I don't understand these people that say they're saved and they can be mad and not talk to a brother in the Lord. Do they pray? No. Do they pray? No. How do you talk to God every morning with something between you and your brother? Yep. How do you walk with the Holy Ghost and swing, see, sing sweet songs of love to the Lord? My friend, I'm asking, is your profession real? I don't have anybody in mind. I'm just asking because it's, it's right here in the verse. It's right here in the verse. You see, if the profession's real, look at verse number 16. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. So a person who gets saved, they're going to realize, oh, I'm a sinner. God loved me, and I come to him to believe on him. And you know, when, when, when God comes into his heart, you know what's going to come? That love of God. Yes. That love of God's going to come into their heart. Amen. And it says right here, and we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. Settles it right there. Yep. God is love. Now, you can say a lot about that love. This is not the mushy-gushy uh, homo movement love. No, it's yeah, not. Right. This is holy, godly, biblical love. Amen. Amen. Yes. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. Notice this. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God. And God in him. My friend, where do you dwell? Where do I dwell? Because the Bible said if we dwell in love, well, if we're dwelling in love, there's not going to be room for hate. Where are we dwelling tonight? Here's my last verse for tonight, maybe. 
I, I want it to be. I want it to be. Herein is our love made perfect. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Boldness. You know what that verse tells? That you can be confident when you stand before Jesus Christ. You don't have to. I don't have to say, oh, I dread the judgment seat of Christ. Do you know why people say that? Because they've chosen not to yield to what the Bible said. But we do not have to live that way. He's telling us right here, we can have boldness before God. (coughs) Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Notice these words. God willing, I'm going to stop right here. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Yes. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask you a question. Are you like Jesus? I'm asking myself, am I like Jesus? When's the last time you think Jesus got in a room and started, started talking about somebody and, and started trash talking them and, and started back talking and started tearing them down? When, when, when do you think Jesus did that? When, when do you think that Jesus thought that he could live in rebellion to God because he had some special permission to not have to obey the Bible. God is no respecter of person. This is the will of God for all of you and me and everybody else in this world. And we're either going to accept it or not. God is love. He wants us to have fervent love, fervent charity, one to another. Fervent Let's stand together. Lord Jesus, I love you. And I just pray, Lord, you'd work in hearts. May the will of the Lord be done. If somebody's not saved, I pray you'd deal with their heart. And Lord, meet the need of every person here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. If the Lord spoke to you, the altar's open. Sing along with me if you would. Years I spent in vanity and pride, caring not my Lord was crucified. Knowing not it was for me, he died on Calvary. Mercy that was great in grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied to me. My burden so found liberty at Calvary. By God's word at last my sin I learned. Then I trembled at the law I'd spurned. Till my guilty soul imploring turned to Calvary. was free pardon there was multiplied to me there my burden so found liberty at Calvary oh the love that
the true salvation's plan. Oh, the grace that brought it down to man. Oh, the mighty gulf that God did span at Calvary. Mercy, there was great and grace was free. Pardon, there was multiplied to me there. My burden, so found liberty at Calvary. Dismissed in prayer. Lord Jesus, I love you. I love these precious people. Be with every person over these next days till we meet again on Sunday. I pray if there's any not saved, you deal with them, whether they be here or over the airwaves. Bring conviction, God, and show them that they need salvation. For those who are born again, dear Lord, help us to follow you and walk with you and to glorify you. Meet every need in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.